Hello and welcome to Dungeon Regular, a show about modules, adventures, and dungeons. I'm Nova, also known as Idle Cartulary, and I'm reading through Dungeon Magazine one module at a time. I'll summarize that module, talk about its strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about a few interesting things that could be used at the table or impact your homebrew design. Today I'm going to talk about Care More by Nigel D. Findlay in issue number 2, November 1986. In Care More, the player characters travel to the village of Care More, a town besieged by a devil and too stubborn to seek aid. They will investigate goings-on in the town, particularly the kidnapping of a headstrong girl, Gwendolyn, and battle the devil to save the town and the evil plans of a devil-worshipping conspiracy. This, aside from the confrontation, is largely a social and investigative module, and so it was suitable for most systems, although I'd run it in a light and lethal system like Can to accentuate the danger of the devil to the world at large. It would also benefit from the social interaction system of a system like Errant, given the complexities involved in getting the townfolk on side. What can we take back to our table from Care More, even if we don't use it in our home campaign? Number one, a characterful town. Some effort is put into effectively characterizing the town of Care More, which is undermined somewhat by rendering its inhabitants one-dimensional and nameless but for a cast of main characters. I like Care More and its inhabitants in broad strokes, they remind me of the gruff and unwelcoming country folk of classic gothic horror literature. But this is also used to set up that they don't seek help and don't want to provide information, which for me is counter to an enjoyable adventure. Number two, chronology. I really like what this adventure does in terms of setting up the events leading up to and following from the actions of the player characters. It's a little all over the place in terms of layout, though. There's a timeline of events of the kidnapping that the player characters are investigating, to explicate exactly what happened on the night, to allow the players to trace through interrogation the events that happened and where the devil actually is, as well as who is behind the curse. But there's also a prose description of the longer-term events, which in my opinion would be better off in a similar timeline, as I'd have to take notes to really get a grasp of the longer timeline. There's also a decent size after the rescue section, which is an interesting exploration of the outcome of the module, but that renders, in my opinion, it a little bit too difficult for the PCs to gather enough information to properly resolve the session if that's their goal. All in all, the intent behind clarifying the chronology in what is effectively a mystery to solve is absolutely excellent, and would just benefit from a slightly more specific, consistent approach. Number three, a missing climax. My main concern about running Caremore is that it's screaming, I need a dungeon, as loud as it can. The devil that plagues the town is given all the agency. You won't encounter it randomly in any of the random encounters, and you'll only face it when you've angered the right people and they send it after you. It would be more compelling, I think, if it was based somewhere. Clearly the old chapel is heavily implied here, and there was either a short dungeon crawl there or some kind of action set piece prepared to rescue Gwendolyn. I was left with a little disappointment getting to the end of the adventure because of this, and realising that this had been left up to the referee. I use pre-written modules to reduce the amount of work I need to do, not to create it for me, so putting something here is essential. Number four, no locations. There's no location key, and sometimes that's manageable, but the requirement of the post-module section for significant evidence for a successful campaign against the devil-worshipping coven makes a location key more important here, because there's no evidence in the module as written that the players can find, only that they can investigate and interrogate. The town would benefit from being mapped then, 
with different locations being detailed as containing evidence that can be found in order to prosecute the main perpetrators. Another approach would be to have a ra random evidence table that could be found, which I wouldn't mind too much, but that also feels a lot more fluffy in the context of the concreteness of the characters and setting here. In an investigative module, we need a way to find physical evidence. Number five, the townsfolk. The main characters, 13 of them, are given up to a full column of description each, but are described often in a way that doesn't facilitate play. Most of them don't have a physical description, their goals are often unclear, and that column could have been summarised in a paragraph with an editor's eye. Of the named characters in this adventure, only nine of them are actually townsfolk, the others being a separate adventuring party investigating the same mystery. Of those townsfolk, four aren't members of the devil-worshipping cult. The innkeeper is a member of the cult, and it's not clear who was hiring the player characters to investigate the missing person Gwendolyn, as her father has taken a drink and has no other family or friends. The conspiracy itself is well thought out and explicated, but the village itself needs more meat to it, unless it's intended to be a village full of devil worshippers. This doesn't appear to be the case, or why are two adventuring parties investigating the missing girl? Social modules benefit from having more people to interact with socially, and this one struggles with providing that, and as a result, holes start to appear in its story. Number 6, the Princess of Hell. Included in this adventure is a super powerful Hell Princess. I'm genuinely not sure why she's there. She seems to be playing a game, but rather than being the boss, she doesn't engage with the player characters and uses her huge amounts of power to dance away laughing if they discover her. I love a good evil mastermind, particularly one that can become a regular villain, but I feel like this one might have been better not included in the adventure, and rather alluded to in documents or incantations, rather than as a secret character which is posing as a creepy child that doesn't really add to the adventure in any way. It's better to give an evil mastermind a reason not to kill the party, rather than just say they don't do it. If I were to include her, the specific purpose of her would be to tempt the players, and I'd include a guide in how to do so rather than to include a stat block as if they're meant to fight her. That's Caremore in a nutshell. I hope that you'll join me for the next episode of Dungeon Regular. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Mastodon at IdleCartulary, and I write reviews and blog at playfulvoid.game.blog. If you'd like to support Dungeon Regular, please visit my ko-fi at ko-fi forward slash IdleCartulary. You can make a one-off donation or become a member. Members get free copies of Dungeons regularly, my zine of blank dungeon maps, with tables and lists to help you populate them, as well as being prioritised for their questions to be included in Dungeon Regular Mailbag episodes, they can make suggestions for future bathtub reviews, and they get to see bathtub reviews a week in advance on my Kofi before they go public. Our theme music is an extract from Turning the Page by Kirk Osamayo on the Free Music Archive, used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Regular.